0: This podcast replay is brought to you by Sports Grill. With over 35 years of making it special grilled, they're celebrating the start of football season with 15% off all bone-in wings. Visit any of their seven locations all over South Florida.
1: There he is, locked and loaded and ready to go. How you feeling, Mr. Pianowski? I'm doing good. I, yeah,
2: I'm yeah, i kind of regretfully... Um... I was really enjoying that last segment, you know, about about your childhood. A lot of stuff I didn't know about you, and then somebody asked about your first concert. I was really curious to hear what you said about that. Um, I could talk about me. This could be if you want to make this a music segment. We talk about music for the next twenty minutes. I mean, nothing would make me happier than that. And you couldn't rem- you couldn't remember the name of the place that you worked as a kid. I was like, did you work at Chess King or something? I was trying to think it was, of what clothing store you worked at. It
1: wasn't Chess King. I do remember Chess King. But it was it was a it was they, we, we had um, branches in Westland Mall in Omni, and there was another one in North Miami Beach. I worked in two of the locations, Westland Mall, and then they moved me over to the Omni location for a short amount of time there and but I, I forgot the name of the place because yeah, I used to get a lot of my dress clothes there, and uh, I was able to. Uh, yeah. and always uh, get employee, some, some employee discount
2: that's a big thing when you're a kid what Huge. was the first
1: concert you went to the 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 first mm-hmm. Boston Poco Doobie Brothers and then uh Van Halen uh Fair <sighs> Warning Tour
2: oh yeah oh, that's great yeah the Unchained my favorite Van Halen song I my first concert wasn't that good although it wasn't bad I saw Starship open for Night Ranger oh. and and now, Jefferson Starship would have been great, or Jefferson Airplane, I saw Starship. They opened and closed with We Built This City, which is like, you look at any list of the worst rock and roll songs of all time. And In fact, even Grace Slick has walked away from that song. She's like, yeah, we wish we didn't record that. Yeah, I, I hate
1: that song, actually. That's, you know, everybody it, it, everybody does. It's like Billy Joel, We Didn't Start the Fire. Um, sure. Every time I go to a Billy Joel concert, that's when I go get my T-shirt. When, when he plays We Didn't Start the Fire, uh, I, I, you watch my ass get right up and walk over to go get my t-shirt because I don't make the line like everybody in a Billy Joe concert. A lot of times I, I'll go early and I'll make my line I'll get my t-shirt. In a Billy Joe concert, I know he's going to play that shit song. Because I love Billy Joel, but that one song, I can't stand, we couldn't start. I've actually
2: with. flipped on Billy Joel. I used to really like him, and then at one point I realized I didn't. I had a party. I, I saw a girl I didn't even know. I said, do you like Billy Joel? She said, I love Billy Joel. I said, hang on one second. And I came back and gave her all my Billy Joel CDs. And the fact that they were CDs tells you how old this was. But I'm so jealous that, um, that you saw Van Halen. A well, friend I saw Van Halen a shit
1: ton of times. Yeah, a friend of mine Man and I Hailing. were
2: talking about the greatest riffs of all time. And I think we came up with Unchained being the greatest riff. There's a, They have a live CD from Tokyo yeah. a few years ago. And, and David Lee Roth, you know, his voice isn't any anything what it used to be. Yeah. But listen to just the first 35 seconds of Unchained before Roth even sings. just yeah. Eddie is just wailing away. And the fact that I thought Eddie Van Halen was going to live forever. He obviously didn't. We lost him a couple of years ago. And that was that hit me and my friends really hard because he was our guy. You know, as much as I I have great reverence for you know Jeff Beck we just lost and Jimi Hendrix and you know, the Rolling Stones are, are probably my favorite band of all time. But the guitar god that I grew up with was who where I, I saw all his albums come out and and I looked forward to it. And when I was in eighth grade or tenth grade, every guy in in school wishes he was Eddie Van Halen and every girl in school wanted to meet Eddie Van Halen. He was just the ultimate cool guy. When i okay. was a teenager so I, you never forget those formative of those formative years and, and just you know what a god he was
1: from that first album um on fire is that's my favorite van halen song and and eddie's guitar work in on fire is just absolutely sick uh that and atomic punk actually so many greats. Two, two, so, uh, two of two uh, of two of the songs that are like underrated. Under, those those I love are "Diver, under I love the Diver Radar.
2: Down," which is a, a, an
1: album a oh, lot yeah, of people yeah. don't talk about. Yeah. "Hang Little 'Em Guitars High"
2: is one of my favorite songs. Hang, I,
1: "Hang 'Em High," "Little Guitars," for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, "Diver Down" is uh, is actually underrated. Uh, I do. I think so too. Where do you come down on the Hagar stuff? I, I, I at first I didn't like Van Hagar. Because I was so pissed that they you know, broke up. For sure. But, but Van Hager grew on me, and I love it. And I love it. Yeah, uh, I, and I, we- I, ended up, I ended up enjoying it. Not more than the original, of course, because mm-hmm. I will always love that bluesy sound more than anything else. Because See, David Lee Roth had a sound. He didn't have mm-hmm. a, a, a voice. He had a sound. You know, that's what it is. He didn't have a great voice or anything, but he had a sound that went perfect with that music you know what i mean and he's not the first of guys like that that they didn't really have a voice but they developed a sound you know i thought i thought kevin DeBrow from quiet riot wasn't necessarily a great singer but he had a sound that went with quiet riot you know overall so you know to me that's that's where i, I fell in love with that sound from van halen obviously halen's guitar is amazing i think michael anthony doesn't get Gross enough. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe as a hard rock band, it might be the greatest harmonies I've ever seen from a band. Okay? I'm not talking Unbelievable about... Unbelievable background vocals. Yeah, from, I'm not, from not talking about the Eagles or Little River mm-hmm. Band or, you know, these... Crosby ili- Stills and Nash. Yeah, hmm. a- a Crosby Stills and Nash. I'm not talking about the elite, co- you know, the elite, you know, uh stuff when it comes to singing. But as a hard rock metal band... Halen might have been the the greatest background vocals I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Yeah, just- I would love
2: to, I would love to meet Michael Anthony and just tell them thank you. I, here's a guy who voted against his own interest to stay in the band. You know, and was as about as selfless as a rock star could be. Yeah, because of the politics of what was going on in Van Halen and uh, the unbelievable background harmonies. Just just seems like a really great guy. Uh, running with the devil. I think Neil Monk was the name of the guy. He he also died a few years ago. He wrote a book. He was their manager. And, uh, tell some great stories. And I, and I agree with you on how I unpack Van Halen, Van Halen with Roth is a legendary band and David Lee Roth is a perfect frontman for that band,
1: the best frontman ever.
2: Van Hagar is a very good band. They're not Van Halen. No, no, Van, Van Halen is like on an untouchable Pantheon level, Yes, you know, like an a, a plus band. And then, you know, the, the second version of the band is like an A minus or a B plus, you know, still a lot of good songs but it's not Van Halen.
1: Yeah, King Short's coming in with Mean Street. Yeah, it's- uh, Oh, so good. Yeah, bono, yeah. That, that whole album, bono, Fair don't, Warning don't. for me is just a phenomenal album. Just everything, one foot out the door, you name it. It's just a, a, a an incredible, ma- what is it, Dirty Movies, right? Is it Dirty mm-hmm. Movies? um that you know that whole album is just it goes under the radar i think it's just one check of those. out
2: that live version of unchained i've I, seen it i keep i keep, I keep playing the first 45 seconds of it over and over again because eddie just comes in like a friggin' avalanche it's unbelievable
1: yeah yeah no i mean listen towards the end of their run you know i would go knowing that david can't sing but i mm-hmm. but i i just wanted to get my ticket on the right side of the stage Mm -hmm. just so i can see you know eddie jam the 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 whole the entire night because that's what it that's what it became the last couple of tours hell i went to i went to jersey to go see them for that uh that that last album that they came out with and uh and i I drove and we flew up there and we and i knew that david couldn't sing but it didn't matter to me i was there to see eddie and the rest of the band because by the way alex and Alex Van Halen doesn't get enough credit, also as a drummer. Unbelievable. Just, just like the bassist uh, Anthony doesn't get enough, you know, credit as a, as a bassist. Four exceptional, you know, talents in their for own sure. right. And 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 Roth for me was the best frontman I've ever seen. Okay, not and the cool, best singer, cool enough, not even Cool not enough even to be close. in the Sopranos, right? I mean, he's yes. in the Sopranos poker game. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's just, he could move a crowd like I've never mm-hmm. seen before. And the athleticism that he had on stage with the swords and, and the, and the, and the, and the uh, staff or whatever he had as a prop. You know when he when he arrived to your town because the dude was like a badass, bro. I mean, he yeah, was. I can only
2: imagine what his knees and back are like today. Oh. You know, we think about like the prices football players pay. Uh, what, what was the price of David Lee Roth doing all those calisthenics on stage? Oh, he'll tell you. He'll tell you his body
1: is all all messed up now. Yeah, at it has this to point. Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, he'll he'll definitely tell you that. That's for sure. Uh, let's see what. Uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, so we, we got a bunch of things going on, uh, by the way, you're looking forward to Travis Kelsey on Saturday night live. How about that? I guess so.
2: I wish, I wish, kinda- wish you would lose this idea that the chiefs are somehow you know, under, you represented yeah, or respected or something come on everybody knows patrick mahomes is the best player in the nfl yeah nobody who, who's out there like oh, i i doubt patrick mahomes i doubt patrick nobody Travis kelsey stop it nobody. i realize that's what every athlete does the slights or perceived slights they use it as fuel and, and i and i get it but the chiefs are overdogs they're not under yeah maybe they're a one-point underdog in the super bowl obviously you and i both picked kansas city game could have gone either way yeah didn't like the way the game ended but
1: well i guess bradbury grabbed him so it is so it goes but for for uh, but by would, the time well, we got halfway football. dude by the time we got halfway through the season most of us were saying mahomes is the mvp for sure what the hell are we talking about i mean give I me a stop, break, stop it stop it, it with it, this
2: patrick mahomes is uh, you know two mvps he's been to three super bowls he's on every other commercial and he's great. And I have nothing against Patrick Mahomes. Just let's not act like he's a, some secret. Yeah, he's yeah. not some bar without a sign on front. You know, everybody knows Patrick
1: Mahomes. Anybody he's, with a brain will tell you he's the gold standard at quarterback. He separated Period. himself. You, Period. You can,
2: it's one of those things you can name a lot of number twos. You could you could give me Hurts. You could give me Josh Allen. You know, you, you could give We can give argue. Me we can Joe argue. Burrow. We can have a discussion on it. Right. right. Look, at the year, look at the year two we just had. He led the NFL in a bunch of stuff. You know, I mean... There's a lot of guys who could be that number two. Mahomes is always going to be the number one until somebody knocks him off. And you know, Andy Reid is, uh, is already in the Hall of Fame. They did it with the most average receiver room. G- Juju, just, yeah. just a guy right now. MVS was even in the Super Bowl. I don't remember doing, doing a thing.
1: No, no, I know. It's, it's, that's the impressive part with them. Obviously, they're elite at tight end, but at wide receiver, they were definitely not special. But when you're special at quarterback, that's what makes the difference, and you know, the whole team contributed there. Special teams had a monster mm-hmm. return to give you pretty yep, much Tony. A, a, a gift of a touchdown. The defense scored, so that you know, when you're getting contributions from all phases of the game, this is why you know you end up as a Super Bowl winner. For sure, we
2: we said last week. We said, look, they're not going to stop the Eagles. You just have to disrupt them. And what did they do? They they got a takeaway and it turned into a touchdown.
1: Yeah, yeah that was. With-
2: that was enough to flip the game. That that was the most important play of the game. You could argue.
1: Let me ask you something. Um, uh, the Sean Payton story now, and now Rex Ryan is the leading candidate for defensive coordinator. Why is it? And I get he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. Now, why is it? I think this is going to be a disaster in Denver.
2: Just when somebody's been out of coaching as long as Rex Ryan has been, it just makes you a little bit nervous, right? Has, has anybody come back from a really long coaching game? I mean, look, Joe Gibbs was amazing. Only Vermeil. Yeah.
1: Vermeil's the Vermeer only Vermeil's a
2: good example of somebody. It did work out, but I, I just, when somebody's been out of the game so
1: long, it just makes me a little bit nervous. No, I'm, w- I'm with you. But also, Sean's cockiness. And it's just, there's a, I don't know, there's something about this that. You know, it it just, I don't know, man, it just doesn't, it does, you know, he had a lot of support in the Saints that people don't talk about in his front office, and they made a lot of good decisions that weren't necessarily his decisions, and that's what people don't understand, so he's going to be in charge of personnel also, and I just feel that sometimes a coach bites off a little too much, Mm -hmm. the arrogance and the cockiness kind of take over, and I just don't. I don't know. I, I just kind of feel this is an exploding cigar. Yeah, Maybe all, I'm completely wrong. We
2: all need somebody to talk us out of a bad idea. You could argue that's been the problem with Belichick the last few years. He's he's wearing too many hats. Bill Belichick needs somebody to tap himself on the on the shoulder and say, "No, don't draft that guy. Don't draft Nikhil Harry." We, you know, uh, Chip Kelly needs somebody to say, "No, don't trade for Sam Bradford." We we all need somebody to talk ourselves out of a bad idea. And you you, you talk about. The arrogance of some of these guys—that—that's you know—it's like what your greatest strength is can be your greatest flaw sometimes, right? You think back to that great scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High where Spicoli and the kid they crash Jefferson's car and the car is totaled, and 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 Spicoli's like, "Oh no, my dad's a TV repairman. He's got these ultimate set." I, I can
1: fix it, right? I can it's, fix and, it. And
2: the kid goes, "You can't fix this car, Spicoli." And Spicoli looks at it. The car could not be more junked, and he goes, "I can fix it." I that's fix Sean it. Payton, okay? And Russell <laughs> Wilson right now is the car. And Sean Payton is saying, I can fix it. And everybody else is like, you can't fix this car, Payton. You can't fix this car. You're going to blame it on the the Lincoln Surf Nazis because you can't fix this. No, I can fix it. Well, I don't know. Maybe the car is unfixable.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see if the car is fixable or not. Did I... Did I get your uh, – because it was finally official now on the whole Fangio thing. Yeah. Oh, in favor,
2: for sure. Yeah. Definite it, thumbs up.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a good move. Uh, what would you think of uh, the two uh, judo stuff?
2: I, I'm not sure I saw that. What's, what's he, he Oh, he's taking ta- – Something he, different he, for workouts?
1: Yeah, he's taking judo. I took judo for three years, I think it was. And, um, and one of the things you do learn in judo is how to fall and uh it's helped me throughout my life actually when i've fallen uh learning how to break a fall
2: balance and stuff
1: yeah sure. yeah and so he's taking judo on fridays now for for trying to learn how to fall and break falls
2: oh i like it was that was judo something you had to pay
1: for or did your dad cover that? it was it was part of uh it was part of private school oh okay yeah it was one of my, it was our pe class basically you either chose pe or if you wanted to take judo and uh, I took judo for for three years there.
2: I get it. You know, one underrated part of athletics is balance. You know, and it, it doesn't even matter what your body type is. You think of some, think of somebody like David Wells, right? Who looked like, you know, looked like he wasn't an athlete, but he had unbelievable C. C. Sabathia, unbelievable balance, right? it's a huge part it's a huge part of the quarterback position you know so so many and we always talk about the tight ends they're all they're all former basketball players they're all former power forwards and everything I, a lot of these skills that you acquire this is why when kids grow up today this is one thing that i'll, I'll be the old man complaining now you yelling at the clouds i get so frustrated when a kid shows athletic ability and like okay you got to pick a sport what are you gonna be you're gonna be a football player basketball player hockey player. you should play everything you should play soccer. Yeah. You should play frisbee. You should play games in your backyard that don't even have a name, right? Randy Moss said when he grew up, they, they played Razzle Dazzle, which the whole goal was to score a touchdown on every play. You, know, you just have fun. Well, Go let, let me ask you
1: let me, to build off of your point. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't know how much you follow soccer, I love um, soccer. But okay, well, have you noticed that we only develop one player at a world class level? Do you know, which, you know what player that is? The goalies. Why? every American sport is hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. So you're either playing baseball or basketball or volleyball or hockey or whatever the hell it is. And so soccer, well, okay, you got to work with your feet. That's the only time you do it. But in, in, as a goalie, everything's hand-eye coordination. And so if you're playing catcher, you're kind of playing goalie. If you're, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, if you're playing anything, it kind of gets to hand-eye coordination. I don't care if you're hitting a baseball. I don't care if you're catching a football, throwing it, whatever it is. I don't care if you're hitting a golf ball. I don't care what it is. There's, there's a hand-eye coordination thing to everything we do in American sports. And to me, that's the only reason why we can come up with goalies that can play at the international level. Now we're starting to come up with some of the players, you know, in other positions. But goalie has been something for now decades now, from Friedel and all those other guys from the past, you know, that we we've been able to send internationally because all our sports are hand-eye coordination.
2: Yeah, I've always people talk about what if Allen Iverson was a soccer player? What if LeBron James was a soccer player? What if Kobe Bryant was a soccer player? And I grew up when soccer took over you know has there been a soccer boom in america what's well, happened at the youth level it's, yes. it's a huge youth sport it's a huge high school sport it's we still haven't the women of course are, are world class the, the men are still lagging behind we did have a nice world cup we advanced to the second stage mm-hmm. played some exciting games we had trouble finishing and of course there was some controversy of why our best players maybe weren't on the field which is just a really bizarre story in in today's current climate but i don't know maybe maybe this world cup's coming to america soon I would like to see us, we haven't developed, look, Landon Dunham is a really good player, but we really haven't had that world-class, Clint no. Dempsey was a good player. Uh, yeah, we're hoping Pulisic will maybe become that guy, but when are we going to have a world-class striker that scares the pants off everybody? We, we don't have it, right?
1: No, now. no, 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 not yet, not yet. It's uh, we're, we're not close to that yet, but eventually I think we're, we're getting closer to that, but it's kind of weird. So for me, I think Tua is doing a good thing and listen, oh, for sure. a- anything you can do to try to better yourself and protect yourself, especially as a quarterback, to me, ultimately, like I've said, and I've done it over and over again, all of his big injuries and concussions have come from 3.81 seconds to 5.1 seconds. Right. So to me, ultimately, you better learn how to get rid of the ball under the three-second mark and do all these other things. Ultimately, that's what's going to keep you upright and keep you having a, a long career. What he has to stop thinking is that he can be Mahomes or Russell Wilson or any of these kind of scramblers that can go out there and buy themselves time. That's not who he is. He doesn't possess that kind of athleticism. Neither did Drew Brees. Neither did Dan Marino. Neither did Phil Sims. Neither did plenty of quarterbacks in the past. They only were able to move a step or two to buy themselves a millisecond to get rid of the ball. That's what he needs to learn how to do and keep it that way.
2: For sure, that pocket awareness, right? Troy Aikman, Tom Brady. Marino was so good at it. Just find that quiet area in the pocket, shift a little bit. And, of course, Marino had the fastest release of anybody. Joe Namath's release was right up there. You know, m- people forget because Brady didn't want to get hit at the end of his career. You watch his the first part of his career, the first, like, two-thirds of his career. His pocket awareness was unbelievable where he had a sixth sense of, of where the the chaos was coming from. It's like, okay, if I just step over here. I have functional space. I can release. I can make the throw that I want to throw. And you talk about Tua holding the ball. It's like, you know, they say what, nothing good happens after 1. AM, you know, just cashing your chips and go home. That's a, if the play as designed, if you're not on schedule with the play, it's just like, get rid of it. You know, it's again, you're not Michael Vick, you're not Steve Young, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, just, um, that's where the bad stuff is happening. You said after that five second interval or whatever it is. Yes. So, um, I can't wait, can't wait though, man, the, the. The Dolphins can still look around the league and be like, hey, we got Tyreek Kill, we got Jalen Waddell. That's the best one two in the NFL. We saw what how badly Buffalo struggled, because they never found a second pitch, right? We saw how good the Eagles were because they had three guys who could threaten every inch of the field in Brown, in Smith, in Dallas Goddard. You know, you need you can't just have one guy, you know, and and Buffalo, that's really was the the fatal flaw of Buffalo. We saw how much Cincinnati struggled in the games that Chase didn't play. You need more than one guy, and you know Miami's got that. And most teams, you know, they're like if they have one person.
1: No, I'm with you there. Uh, by the way, going back to Kansas City, one of the things that I think is also amazing about them, and and it's going to lead to the next next question I've, I'm about to ask you, is that Andy Reid, you just mentioned, lost Tyreek Hill, and yet. Not a great receiving core, and they're able to play design and obviously Mahomes and company, and they go on to win the title. And then the other thing that they've done over the years under Andy Reid is they've lost all kinds of coaches, and yet they overcome that too. And now here's the latest, and Eric Bieniemy now, apparently it's working its way towards Washington and I know Andy Reid's going to be fine because he always is fine. He always develops the next coaches and the next players and everything else. And the offense will evolve like it always does, no matter what quarterback it is. Even if you're, you're, uh, you're, you're Smith coming over from San Francisco, you're going to play the best year you've ever had of your career because you're playing under this guy. So here's the, the, the part B to all of this. Eric Biennemi needs to leave. uh, The worst thing that's happened to him is that he's stuck there, and that Andy Reid is getting still all the credit. Yet he's still getting a lot of the praise from Andy and others, but nobody's given him that chance. And it's almost like he's got to get away from from Pa, and go you know grow on his own almost. And I feel like this is a really important time for Eric Bieniemy. If he's ever going to be a head coach, if he's ever going to get that respect he needs, he has to get away from the umbrella of Andy Reid so he can finally get the praise that some of the other coaches have gotten since they left Andy Reid.
2: No, it it totally makes sense. You just get overwhelmed by the shadow of Reid. At some point, you've learned all you can from, from the mentor, and you have to go do your own thing. and. Be really curious to see how they adjust without him next year and look, look at philadelphia right they just lost both their coordinators they're both yeah. head coaches indianapolis and arizona so uh, that's what that's the the price you pay when you win right you can't keep all your guys and you can't keep your your best coaches because you you can't promote them the head coaches you already have a head coach right and so you're going to get your coaching staff is going to get rated. Whether or not that is successful, we'll see. I mean, some some of the best coaches of all time, the Bill Belichick coaching tree is famously very mediocre. Joe right. Judge didn't work out with the Giants. Obviously, Matt Patricia was a disaster. Matt Patricia got absolutely dunked on by Nick Foles and the Eagles, and then he went to Detroit and you know got dunked on for another three years because I think he learned every bad thing about Belichick and didn't learn all the good things. He learned how to be antagonistic with the media but didn't learn like all the stuff that Belichick did that was good. Of course, Belichick welcomes all those guys back, right? I mean, Judge and... Bella I, I, and uh, Patricia were part of the offense this year. I, horrible job they did with Mac Jones. They did uh, all the stuff that Mac Jones likes to do, and they basically threw it in the trash can. I'm not sure that Mac Jones is ever going to be a great player anyway. But I feel like they set him up to fail. So I'm very curious to see what the enemy does. Very well respected. It's hard for us to know. We're not in the room. Right. We don't. Some of these position coaches. It's hard to know. when when, if anybody says to me when brian dable went to the giants we all had opinions of what he would be but nobody knew for sure you don't know how much of josh allen's success was dable could be a different position coach how much of it was stefan diggs success and failure both have so many parents and it's really difficult to figure out where the credit belongs and this is the greatest and the worst thing about nfl debates and arguments it's like okay Montana was the greatest quarterback ever. No, 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 no. He played with Bill Walsh. He played with Jerry Rice. He played with Roger Craig. You know, Steve Young was just as good as he was. You can give credit any any way you want. Nobody can tell you you're wrong. I, I think Jerry Rice is the best football player I've ever seen. But he played with Montana and Young. He played with Walsh. You know, I, that's a huge advantage. You can never separate that stuff. Randy Moss on the Raiders was a kind of a, just a guy. Randy Moss on the Patriots scored twenty three touchdowns.
1: Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you there too. And uh, we'll see how this whole thing develops, but for him, I think it'll be the best move if he's able to do it because it will at least be able to give him that opportunity to finally grow and separate himself. And by the way, I think the Dable, um, uh, what's it called? Dorsey thing mm-hmm. uh, kind of separated itself because Allen and company kind of took a step back under Dorsey's. Meanwhile, Dable left. They took a step back and the Giants and, and Jones he got the most out of Jones that you can possibly get and the most out of that team. I thought that Brian, it have been more impressive. It better be more impressive awesome. making
2: Daniel Jones a good quarterback than it was making Josh Allen a great
1: quarterback. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it was impressive. I'm with you there. All right. What do you got going on at Yahoo? So folks can check you out.
2: Yeah, a lot of fantasy baseball coverage. The game is open. We have I did my catcher preview, Fred Zinke is his first base preview today, and we did a mock first round. So get ready for that. And don't worry, football's gonna open not not too far down the road, we'll be doing a lot of draft coverage. We'll be doing mock drafts. We'll be covering free agency. The NFL is a 12-month calendar, as you know. So if, whether you're into baseball, football, we'll be doing a lot of March Madness coverage. Tournament's just a couple weeks away. Come get some, Yahoo Sports.
1: Hey, by the way, where's Jazz Chisholm
2: going in drafts? Love him. The only thing that makes me a little bit concerned, two things, one, if he bats third, how much does he run? And two, does the position change? Hopefully doesn't mess with his head, but he right. is one of my favorite players Power, speed, category juice. There aren't that many guys who can hit home runs and steal bases. And he's also in his twenties. He's he's a guy who hasn't had his best season yet. Uh, I and second base is a very weak fantasy position. He'll qualify at second even if he doesn't play there. So he, he to me he's like a fourth or fifth round pick. I'm going to proactively go after Jazz
1: and swag to just sure. swag fun for mine. He's
2: a really fun player for yeah. sure. Swag he's for a, miles. He's the reason you buy a ticket to go see him do his.
1: Yeah, thing. yeah. Sandy and and Jazz are are worth yep, the so price yeah, of the- award winner. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, follow him on Twitter at Scott underscore Pianowski and catch his exceptional work there at Yahoo Fantasy. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, hang them high, my friend. You got it. As always, there you go. Hang them high. I love it. little diver down. Don't forget, Mondays at Sports Grill, $7 single smash burger. Tuesdays, the $2 tacos, chicken, beef, or fish. Wednesdays, the kids eat for free with the purchase of an adult entree. Take advantage. And you know they're known for their sauces. And now you can actually take them home with you. The buffalo sauce, the Miami Heat, the blackberry, the barbecue, the Dali. And you got the Doral location now open. So you got eight great locations and milkshakes every Monday with rock and roll music playing at the Kendall location. Sportsgrill.com. Check out the nearest location to you. We'll take a quick break. Cameron Wolf comes right back. We unleash the wolf pack, baby. Talk a little dolphins and
0: NFL next. This is the SportsGrill.com Dolphins and NFL Draft Report with Yahoo Sports' Scott Pianowski. Cheer on your favorite South Florida sports team at SportsGrill.com. With eight great locations, go to SportsGrill.com and find a slice of sports heaven.
3: There's no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership
4: in the Southeast United States. Craig Zins Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zins Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's
3: 888-776-5123. Or visit them at
0: 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. Oh, I think I know what this is. Houston, we have a package. Hello?
3: No matter where you are, the Sloman Shield Home Security System guards your home. With next-gen perimeter protection, 24-7 monitoring, and interior motion sensing. And right now, get a free Sloman Shield security system and doorbell camera,
1: all professionally installed for free.
0: Shield your world, the Sloman Shield.
1: For over 16 years, EJDconstruction.com has provided South Florida residents quality craftsmanship, accurate project management, and exceptional service. That's why EJDconstruction.com is an A-rated member of Angie's List and the Better Business Bureau. When you're looking for the right custom home builder for additions or home remodeling, please call my friend Eric at 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843 for EJDConstruction.com.
0: Welcome to Red Light Therapy, a revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery. Red
3: and infrared light has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria, potentially leading to increased energy, faster recovery, and the optimal performance your
0: body demands. Train, fight, recover. on the following program by the host guests or callers are not necessarily the opinions of fantasyxs.com media grouping ownership management sponsors or website we unleash the wolf pack as we get the latest in the NFL and the Miami Dolphins with our KSDT CPA Pro Football Report with NFL Network Insider Cameron Wolf. KSDT is one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at ksdtcpa.com or call 305-670-3370. Here's NFL in- Insider Cameron Wolf. Right. Oh, what's up, man? What's
1: happening, baby? How you feeling? You feeling good? I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good, except that I'm in a uh,
3: Times Square in a Disney store right now. So uh, my daughter is probably gonna cost me a lot of money by the time I get off the show.
1: Yeah, but yeah. Other
3: than that, it's, it's good. But that's all. <laughs> but uh,
1: but it's all good. It's for her, man. Yep. You know what I mean? Exactly. What are you gonna do? Exactly. Say no? No, you're not gonna do right. that. So. You know, that's no. the way, that's the way it goes. These are the sacrifices. This is why we work, you know? Yes. We, we work Absolutely. to provide, Absolutely. baby, you know? Yep. It's, all, it's yep. all good. That's exactly right. That's by, exactly right. By the way, why do I think the Sean Payton thing is going to be a disaster in Denver? Once I heard that uh, Rex Ryan is in the mix, and I just, uh, I got to tell you, bro, I, 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 I don't sense this having a happy ending for, for Bronco fans.
3: Yeah, it seems like it goes one or two ways, right? It goes like it's a disaster. And by midway through the year, everybody wants to get rid of Sean and Russ. And the whole conversation is how did they do this? Or for some reason, some odd reason, the the mixed max mixed max pieces. It does feel like it's a mix uh mix and match, you know, with Sean Payton it doesn't really seem like the same personality as Russ. Rex doesn't seem like the same personality as either of them. And he's gonna try to make it all work. Sometimes weird things work, and so I'm not sure which way it'll go, but uh, it's gonna get plenty of headlines. I'm sure Denver's gonna be a spot that's gonna be talked about a lot on the talk shows, uh, good or bad, off season.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I kind of get that feeling, man. Overall, uh, Fangio, brother. I don't know about you, but up until about you know two days ago, I I still had like Dolphin fans freaking <laughs> out, like he hasn't signed, he hasn't signed. It's like, yo, bro. Chill out. It's already done. The old man's right. coming. Relax already.
3: Oh, yeah. Trust me. I got mentions as well. It's Gio done. It's Gio done. Um, and so when they saw that a couple days ago, it kind of put the, the the relief on all Dolphins fans that, yes, it's official. I had Dolphins fans, even after the Eagles lost their D.C., asking me, oh, well, is he going to renege again and go to Philly? And so now it's done. is a Dolphin. And uh everybody can move on with their world. Um so and, and by the yeah, way, he, 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 he
1: never reneged in the first place.
3: Right, no, he just told them to be patient, just be patient. We're, we're bad at patient. I I am gonna talk about my daughter because I'm taking her on the trip this week, but I had a conversation with my daughter this morning about patience because we were waiting um in line for to go on the elevator, and she's like frantically hitting the elevator and waiting for it to come. And it's, it, we're in New York. It takes a long time for the elevator. And I'm like, patience, babe, patience. It's a virtue. Learn it, please. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like I have to have the same conversation with Dolphins, you know? I know you've been hurt before, and so it's tough. You, you're always waiting to get hurt again, but sometimes patience is all you need. And uh, in this case, that's all, that's all it was, a little patience.
1: You know anything about uh, the assistant coaches that he may be uh, wanting to uh, add to his staff? I know we, we got the the Donatel uh, young man being interviewed. Anything else?
3: Yeah, Donatel would make sense as a secondary coach there. They're going to keep uh, saying Madison, but I think right now he's probably looking like he'll be the quarterback's coach. Last year, he was more of the secondary coach, and Gregory was the safeties coach. So maybe he goes to just a position. And overall, you have a new guy running the secondary room. And then he's going to need a new outside linebackers coach after they got rid of uh, uh, Ty McKenzie. And so you can kind of look down at his roots. The problem this time of year is that everybody's looking for assistance. So he's competing with four or five different teams right now. And you're trying to figure out how can you get guys out of their contract because you're talking about position jobs, position coach jobs right now. And so it's hard to get a linebacker coach to come be a linebacker coach elsewhere he's in the contract and you're not going to let him out and so you're a little bit limited in options so you know even an assistant linebacker coach you got to let him out of his contract to be a linebacker coach. you can't you know teams can be strict and say no we'll decline it so i don't really have any names yet as far as that position um i'm also intrigued to see does he keep the rest of the staff does he want to make any more changes um and then kind of from there we go to personnel i know know, a lot of dolphins fans weren't happy but what i understand the special teams coach Danny Crossman will be back, and uh, and so everything. Are you shocked? Much...
1: Are you shocked with Crossman?
3: Because I'm not shocked because he's a he's a survivor. He survived what three different coaching regimes, and so I don't know the the full reason, but whatever it is, uh, he's a survivor. So maybe it's his relationship with Chris Greer, or maybe he does something behind the scenes that we don't see. Um, but obviously, his special teams numbers haven't been great, and uh, he's doing something to survive. So. I'm surprised I'm surprised based on his his performance as a coach but uh not necessarily because I've seen him survive throughout the last three or four years.
1: What was the Destiny's Child that has this song Survivor? Is that the one?
3: <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah that mm-hmm. is that is correct. Okay. That's correct. That is <laughs> a music that I do know. Our whole half of our last segment. By, which, by the uh, way, but but you rappers.
1: did did you end up okay? You, you you do know De La Soul now, right? You kind of felt yeah. silly, right? Yes,
3: I, I, I've i heard some of his songs. Now, I will say, them, I a De La them, La Soul them, expert.
1: by the way, them, not him. Them.
3: Yes, yes, them. I'm not a De La Soul expert by any means. Like, but you knew I, it. I, I, I,
1: but you knew but it. I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it
3: before. Yeah, before yeah. I've now, heard it several times. Uh, I think it was on like a, I think I heard one of the songs on a video game I used to play uh, back mm-hmm. in the day too. I'm not sure. But I remember hearing the melody and I'm like, yeah, I've played, I've heard this song countless times.
1: God, me when myself, me, myself, about. and I is like it's like yeah. a, an all timer, bro. It's like a yeah, absolutely. a banger, like yeah, they say. You that's know? why
3: I I texted you right when I heard that yeah. song. And then one other I heard that I texted you about, and I was like, Yeah, I've heard these songs before. So did you did you get I, to I, listen
1: to Us Three or Diggable Planets yes. or Arrested yes. Development? Yes.
3: I didn't I didn't go to uh Arrested Development but I heard Us3 and I heard Digable Planet. So I, I kind of did my uh And Us3
1: that you you had never heard Cantaloupe?
3: No. No, I hadn't. Wow. That was my first time hearing that. But sure. but it was
1: good. But it was good, right? Yeah, it, was. it was good. It was, it was yeah. good, man. It was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. It That's was good, for sure. That so. era is so good, man. There's so many good rap bands at uh, rap acts at that time. It,
3: there were so many and I'm reminded of it because you know I was you know, I, I grew up listening, or I actually not growing up. I went back and listened to a lot of Public Enemy and NWA and a lot of the hardcore rap. And so, going back and listening to De La Soul, kind of reminder of just how, how the variety of, of rap back then. Because obviously, De La Soul has a little bit more of a positive yeah. vibe. You yeah. know, it, you know, they are they're they're. I don't know if I would say like hippies. They had kind of like a, you know, uh, it, it, a yeah, it's like a it's vibe, like a psychedelic
1: you know? rap. Right. It's like, yes, right?
3: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then you you transpose that with like N.W.A. talking about F the police. And, right. You know, public talk enemies. about life. Ba- talk about life. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what it's like in the hood. And, and so it's a drastic difference. I'm not saying, you know, maybe these guys came up in rough areas, but it was a different vibe. Um, of rap when rap was singularly one thing so it was a good reminder of me of the diversity of rap even even in the beginnings
1: did you get to listen to de la soul the buddy buddy song did you hear that one no i didn't i I want you to hear buddy uh it's it's a great song dude and listen to the lyrics really well and it's just it's just so good the way it flows and the way it talks about human beings, like your buddy, different kinds of buddies. And you'll you'll see what I'm talking about when you hear okay. the song. It's really, okay, really, re- it really, really good, uh, you know, overall. All right, so uh, free agency. I, I think the, the one position that they're going to try to fill badly is that middle linebacker spot. What do you think happens there? Because Fangio is going to need a badass middle linebacker they really don't have one, man. I like their werewolves on the outside, okay. I like Phillips and I like I like a Chubb in the club, but yep. uh, but I I need that werewolf in the middle.
3: Yeah, I mean you you really just start looking at what the past history is of Big Bangio and and a lot of times we have a new coach. They need somebody to implement their defense. And a lot of times that starts in the middle, which is that safety position, that linebacker position or the defensive tackle position. And usually it's linebacker safety because those guys can communicate the whole defense. And so I would look at some of his former players. I haven't got a deep dive into free agency yet. That'll be something I do in the next week or two um, after I get back. But you start to look at some of his former players who are um, free agents. I think A.J. Klein is one who I think is coming up, um, who's a linebacker. That makes a lot of sense for me. Um, I do think they'll add multiple linebackers because that's a room that, that needs depth. You know, and so don't be surprised if they still bring back a guy like Landon Roberts. Well, I know he's had some mixed reviews for fans, but maybe he has competition, and maybe he has maybe a a specific role rather than being their 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 main their main guy there. And then he can all, be he, he can be through. he can
1: be his role of two down linebacker right. in running situations, bro.
3: Although I, I do think in Spurs this year he showed that he can he can do he can do things. You just don't want him to play some of your best tight ends like you you can get exposed in that. So you I, I don't want him. To,
1: I don't want him covering right. at all, bro. I'm sorry. Right. So so he can't.
3: what what I think what I think is interesting is I'm curious what Vic Vangio's view of Jerome Baker is going to be because <laughs> he, he don't he, fit he his, don't his con, fit he don't fit. So 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 <laughs> Vic, so Jerome Baker's contract is guaranteed for this year. So he'll be here in 2023 in some capacity. But don't assume that he automatically has a three down every no. down role. And so, you know, he's got to earn his way onto the roster. Channing Tyndale is the guy they drafted, but they drafted him in mind of a Patriot style scheme. How does he fit? And so, you know, Big Bangio, he did an interview with the Dolphins team site that I was listening to um, this morning. And he is like, hey, I'm gonna give everybody a fresh slate.
1: Right? I saw that. But
3: in the same token, you pay Big Bangio for $4.5 million. He's gonna have a lot of control over who plays, who doesn't, who's on his roster. Who's not, and so if he doesn't like some of these guys who are already paid and, and core members of his team or supposed to be, then they're just going to move from it. So I think they come into this linebacker position and they might be.
1: By, by, fresh. by the way, they've done that they with Mike, Gis- they've done that with Gasicki the last two the last two coaches, the yeah, last two coaches absolutely. he he didn't fit what they wanted to do and right. they refused yep, to they play paid.
3: him. Exactly, they played. They paid Mike Gasicki with over eleven million dollars last year, Yeah. and you know. I think he probably had the same, close to the same amount of catches as Jerome Spive did. It felt like, or at least the playing time. And so, yeah, clearly when you bring in a new coach, like I did with Mike McDaniel last year, like you're going with Big Bangio, you give them the freedom to say, it doesn't matter what guys are paid. It doesn't matter where guys are drafted. You can do what you can with your scheme. And so assuming that a guy like uh, Jerome Baker or a Rayquan Davis or a Channing um, Tyndale, guys who were either drafted higher or got paid are automatically going to be a core piece of the defense, I think is a mistake. So, I think, you know, Javon Holland's going to be a core piece of defense. He's going to be their girls, right? Xavier Howard, at least for the next year, is going to be a core piece of this defense. Christian yeah. Wilkins is going to be a core piece of defense. Zach Sealer as well, Jalen Phillips as well. I think beyond that, you know, there's no guarantee for anyone else.
1: Yeah. No, I'm with you there. I agree on that. And I think when you look at Baker, I would not be surprised if something you notice this this offseason is Baker builds up his body and he may have to, uh, you know, pick up a couple of extra pounds of muscles. You know what I'm saying? Because they may want him to do something a little bit different than he normally does. And he may have yep. to fight through some traffic more often. He may have to be a better run stopper or try to be, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't think he will have the luxury of being the outside blitz cover guy, like he's kind of been, you know, throughout. And and I thought they actually I thought Flo actually maximized him two years ago. You know, I thought yeah. I thought Flo he did, and that's what
3: got him paid.
1: Yeah. I thought Flo really knew how to use him the right way. Uh, but obviously, the scheme changed, and then now it's really changed even more. And so, I, I'm wondering if they're going to have. Remember what they did to uh, the safety three years ago? And uh, uh, the, the, well, the, he was a corner, and then they moved him to safety, uh, Bobby uh, McCain. By McCain. Yep. And, and then he, yep. and he still, because of that, he ended up injured with a shoulder by the end of the year because he was just yep. worn out doing things that he was really wasn't built to do. So I'm wondering yes. if there's going to be a little bit of that with Jerome Baker this year.
3: Yes, I'll let me give you two points of this, and then I gotta run because I'm okay, getting a little rough this here. But uh, I, two things, I think it's a very interesting point because if you, if you think about it, at the end of the season they have like what they call. End of the year reviews with players. It's usually the day after the season. And they tell them, this is what you sucked at. This is what you're good at. This is what you see, what we see for you next year. And a lot of times, this is where offensive linemen get the conversation of, hey, man, we're going to move you to guard. So put on 20 pounds, do what you need to do. We're moving you to guard, or we're moving you to tackle, and we need you to lose weight. Um, safeties as well. I think um, the interesting element, that's one thing. And so they could have had that conversation with Baker. A lot of times, we don't know that until the summer. Um, the second part of that is I wonder how much of those conversations have been had with the defensive guys with the uncertainty of the staff. Big Vangio hasn't been officially hired until last week. And so guys have been on vacation. Guys have been gone. Technically, I don't know how much rules are always followed, but technically there's no contact with players until the, the April game. And so how much does the late hire of Vangio and then his assistants that he brings in impact the vision they have for players? And like Vangio said, he likes to give them a fresh slate and see them in person. And so maybe he can't make a decision on where he sees a guy. And so he sees them in camp in the offseason program. And so all of that makes it intriguing because obviously this is a team that's built to win now. And so you don't want to have a transition year. But it makes me think that that for some guys or for some parts of Vangio's scheme, there may be a little bit of a transition where maybe he has guys here for a year. And then he gets more of his guy in that position. You know, we mentioned Jerome Baker, Raquan Davis, you know, guys like that. If they don't end up performing, maybe they're a one year stop here. And then he gets in his guy for that spot in 2024. You know, those are things that I think are part of the offseason that we should keep an eye on.
1: There you go. Follow him on Twitter at Cameron Wolf. Catch his work there at the NFL Network and catch him twice a week here doing his thing with the KSDTCPA, Miami Dolphins and NFL Report. Get back to the family. Enjoy. Uh, you're in Disney, right? You're in Disney World, right? Uh, no, nah, I'm, so I'm in New York in Times Square. But oh, I'm Times in Square. Store. Oh, okay, yeah, in the Disney yeah. store. Yeah. Okay, I need yeah. a couple of extra tracks for my monorail. So if they have them there, <laughs> get me a couple of boxes for those, okay? I needed to extend it you. around the tree a little bit more, okay? I got you. All right. You You be good, brother. Be safe out there. Enjoy the family. We'll do. You got it. Cameron Wolf, baby. Ah, yes. The Wolf Pack has been unleashed.
0: This has been the KSDT CPA Pro Football Report with NFL insider Cameron Wolf. KSDT is recognized by Forbes as one of the top tax accounting firms for 2022. KSDTCPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at KSDTCPA.com or call 305 670 3370. alrighty. Arade, By the
1: way, Bitcoin's already back over 24,000 to 24,343 right now. It was like a 24,5. By the way, Matic, if you're a Matic guy like I am, it is up one and a half percent. It's up to a dollar forty seven, dude. A dollar forty seven. That is crazy. Matic was at 75 cents on December 30th. And it's now $1.47. So you've basically doubled your money if you bought the dip already. And those of oh, by the way, do you think my boy is happy today? Huh? Polka dot. Polkadot is up eight point six seven percent. It got over seven dollars to seven twenty three, which is an all time high right now for this year. Polkadot, by the way, is was as low as four dollars and forty eight cents on December twenty sixth. Wait a minute, let me see here. Four dollars and thirty one cents on December twenty eighth, and it's at seven twenty one now. I wonder if that guy. I wonder where he got his Polkadot. Is he complaining to me now? Cause now that it's starting to turn up now, eight, eight almost nine percent today. It was just under seven dollars, and it shot over seven dollars to seven twenty-one. So that is awesome. Link is making a little move. It's only up half a percent, but it's up to seven dollars and forty-five cents. I tweeted out like four or five days ago. Uh, I said Link is still cheap, man, under seven dollars. Cause it was like at six fifty, 650, six fifty-five, and I'm like, Link is going to go bonkers i think link will be worth 40 50 60 70 dollars down in a few years i really do i think it's going to explode and now it's up to 745 so it's already gone up quite a bit since then those are some of the coins that i'm watching uh uh, travel up v chain by the way is up nearly six and a half percent so it's up to two two pennies and three quarters almost a quarter away from crossing the three penny mark and so for those of you that bought it in the one penny and a half mark and two, early, the early part of the twos, you are uh, now enjoying uh, some, some real profits uh, right now overall. So it's crazy stuff to watch, man. So that is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, what else do we have uh, out there? Been checking out a few Bill's Pods. Uh, okay, I don't know why. Uh, Mr. Bonafide says, "Me, myself, and I in NBA Street Volume Two introduced me to De La Soul." Ah, okay. They're so good. De La Soul is—they might be underrated, actually. Okay, that's what it is. They might be underrated. That's nuts all right what else do we have going on panthers won yesterday against the Capitals, six to three we got the nba all-star weekend team Giannis against team lebron on sunday at 7 30. you saw alvin kamara was indicted by a grand jury for that beating i think he's got some issues he's got some problems travis kelsey to host saturday night live on march 4th they're going to release that mike oh by the way the- did you see the michael irvin story now the hotel is going to release it because the courts required them to release it. Why weren't they willing to release it from the get-go? Does it put their employee in a bad light or something? Do they not want to put Michael Irvin in a bad light? What, what, what's the reasoning behind I don't get it. Wouldn't you want that resolved?
4: I mean, I guess the only way you wouldn't do it is if you think it would put your case in bad light. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think because you know it's going to help your case. Why not
1: just release it? Right. Because Michael is suing your company now, yeah. so and and I, I you know it, yeah, it, it just that's the first thing I thought of like, it must be hurting your case or your company, yeah. and that's why you don't want to release it. But then that girl's also going to get fired.
4: Yeah. No. No. I mean, again, there's so many.
1: If that like, if that's the case. Yeah. Again, but, when but you read this some of the stuff, has of to be what released. happened? Yeah. The yeah. video
4: has to come out, but when you read, at least you know I don't know who's. Where they got the timeline of how everything went down, it was—it's a pretty bizarre story all Super around. Super bizarre,
1: all around. Super bizarre, but it's costing somebody their career. Yes, and so you—you—you got to clear it up to make sure if he's guilty, then then he pays the price. But if he's not guilty, you can't you can't be penalizing an innocent man and putting him yeah. through an embarrassment. And let me tell you, the way he's attacked
4: it—no, he's he's going right after, it. just like I, I, he did with like the other. Like he did that other he, time
1: that he was also he brought it up before. I yeah, mean, that he was he was you know, mis, uh, misrepresented and uh, in the media and was uh, was blamed for something that he didn't do. And then he went after the media after and said, hey, show the same kind of energy that you did when you were indicting me, right? And, and you know, the, and so he's going after this, like, he's not messing around. So he must feel pretty good about what he... I mean, Michael Irvin's done a lot of stupid crap in his life. So he should, by now... You know what I'm saying? He's had enough experiences with the bad stuff that if he didn't do it, look, I've always said, if you think you're innocent, you're gonna stand on every mountain yeah. and scream it and demand it that it be that it be you know cleared up. Now, when you're not, you know, you'll hide, you'll make excuses, you 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 won't uh, you know you'll you'll take the fifth. You'll yeah, you're not
4: going somebody sue somebody for 100 million knowing everything's coming out. Right. Because yeah. at that point, you know. Every little thing's coming out. That's not the first step you take.
1: <laughs> Amen. Amen. So I'm glad that that story will be cleared up one way or another. Uh, the other thing that I saw was, uh, you know, the Messi to enter miami thing does not die. It's still going on. And I just, you know, I know that uh, Michelle's been all over this for a while now, uh, Michelle Kaufman. But I, I saw another story, and... While I've always thought that this story was, you know, it's silly. And then after the World Cup, I thought it was even more silly because I thought somebody in Europe is going to step up and give him the contract that he wants, right? But then, you know, I you, you keep reading these articles now and it still is kind of looking like, okay, it says there's been a lot of speculation about Messi joining the MLS, in particular, Inter-Miami. And now looks this could become a reality. L'Equipe is reporting that Messi is unsure about extending his contract with PSG, which expires this summer. The Mirror said PSG are preparing for the exits of both Messi and Neymar following a breakdown in the dressing room relations. Neymar is 31 and likely to stay in Europe, but Messi, who is now 35, although he's still one of the world's best players, is not getting any younger, so a move to the MLS would make sense. Argentina's longtime rival Cristiano Ronaldo joined Al-Nassar in Saudi Arabia. Could be time for Messi to follow suit, leaving Europe. Miami's head coach Phil Neville has now ruled out signing Messi. Quoted in The Sun, We want to bring the best players in the world to this club, and he's probably the best player for us. The landscape has not changed at all with any deal for any designated player of, of that level. It's complicated. It takes time. Messi would depart Europe at the top of his game, which would be way arguably the greatest player of all time, should. He has just won the World Cup with Argentina, which was the only major trophy that eluded him. His form from PSG this season is still very impressive. 10 goals, 10 assists, and 18 appearances, and has 4 goals and 4 assists in 6 champion league games. Given this form, however, there may be part of him that thinks he should continue to play at the highest level. So a return to Barcelona has been talked about in the past, but he has never played in the Premier League, although Manchester City, who has been linked with him in the past, would find it hard to fit him into that side that already has Erling Haaland and Jack Grealish and Phil Fodden. So there we go. And so this whole Inter-Miami thing, although Manchester City has more money than, than God, okay? I mean, they are like the richest club out there which is crazy. So this messy thing is really still alive, and I never really imagined that it would be. I, I would imagine that, or maybe this is all the posturing, that he's waiting for Barcelona or somebody to step up with, you know, an incredible contract, and maybe that's what this is all about. But the fact that it could possibly happen is kind of crazy, dude. I got to say, it's pretty impressive if it does happen. And, and it's not a Moss thing. I never doubted the Mosses. Those guys are maniacs. They're going to they're gonna win. I don't care what anybody tells me. I know all the screw-ups and everything that happened and all that. They're going to overcome all of that. They'll, those guys will learn from all these mistakes, and they're going to build a monster. I know they will. But it's just a matter of was he going to come here because he still can play at a high level and they can still pay him a boatload of money over there. They can't pay him here. And so I thought he would definitely have a contract already. So maybe this is all posturing and he finally gets that contract from one of the European clubs and he stays. But the craziness is that this is still alive here. That's it's pretty wacky. Uh, Miami Sports Fanatic says, Big O. Seems like Edmonds is actually going to be allowed to hit free agency. This is what he said in an event in the agency uh, at at his agency. I'm going to let the process take shape. Edmonds told Fox Sports last week in Phoenix. Uh, You know what I mean. Like, you know, that's been good to me. So I'm definitely saying thank you to the Bills for everything that they've done for me for the last five years. But like I said, man, I'm just right now. I'm in the back seat. So we I don't know. We'll find out. We'll see. We'll see if he does become a free agent. We'll see if Miami goes after him, and then we'll we'll talk about it. You know what I mean? But I hope so. They need a badass linebacker. Green Line says Moss is willing to, Moss will spend all the money in the world. That, he's not going to go cheap on anything. Okay, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. They just now this is the last year of their financial issues, and then they open that up too. So that'll that'll give. Uh, the GM uh, an opportunity to grow, but there's no doubt that the Moss brothers will spend. All you have to do is look at that stadium that they built in Fort Lauderdale for fun. For fun. While they're waiting for the real stadium. It's crazy. Yes, sir.
4: I wanted to ask you something about, um, did you hear what John Skipper said about the NFL and the Super Bowl? No. About they'd make more money off it if they took oh, the pay per
1: view. Yeah, that's that no, they won't. No, I definitely know they won't, but No, they won't. I mean, He's ridiculous. That was a stupid comment on his part. The, uh, Apple paid fifty million dollars just exactly, for halftime.
4: Exactly. You're good. Just for halftime. You make enough money off it already. I mean even if halftime. Nobody's gonna pay to watch that. The reason they get They're some paying the through the nose
1: it. for they are not talking about this. They're paying through the nose for the pre game commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pre game. Yes. Not the 7 million during the show, during the game, pre-game. They're selling everything, dude. No, it won't be pay-per-view. No. You want the most eyes. Exactly. Because you limit advertising if you go pay-per-view. Because you only have a certain amount of eyes. You lose money if you go
4: pay-per-view. You lose
1: money. Yes. So I don't know who wrote that, but I saw something like that somewhere, and I was like, yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know you have to keep the Super Bowl free, so you could get more and more people around the world watching, and that's what you're doing. Because remember, the 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 sport is growing internationally, so you're gaining more countries, you're gaining more fans, and as you keep taking uh, uh, games to London and to Germany and to Mexico City, you're expanding your fan base too. And then you're and by the way, the NFL is getting money from all those. European rights and Central and South American rights that are sold and all of that. So, yeah, no, no, that doesn't make any sense. That, again, it's the off-season. Let's write a bunch of BS, like, oh, we should look into Lamar Jackson. No, they shouldn't. That's stupid, but whatever. You got to fill space. So, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, Let's see... Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, where's the money going to come from to pay for Messi in Miami? Moss, bro. You know they're billionaires, right? Pay his, the, it, it's a, it, it, you, you have three um, DPs. You can, they don't go against the cap. Oh, and Moss doesn't lack any money, bro. That's, you know, don't worry about that. You don't, you don't have to worry about the Moss brothers and cheap. That, that doesn't fly with those guys. They want to win, and they're fanatical about it. Okay? They're
4: not worried about the luxury tax? No.
1: They're not worried. Yeah. They're not going to be crying luxury tax. Yeah. That's not what they're going to do. They just built a $180 million stadium for fun, bro, in Fort Lauderdale to house their team for a couple of years while they go really build the real stadium. You know, people don't do that. They just don't build. By the way, it's the same amount of money that it costs for the the AAA to build. If I remember correctly, the AAA was $186 million. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, uh, they got plenty of money. The Moss Brothers will do it. Don't worry. I, I just think people get kind of jaded because of the mistakes the first couple of years and all that kind of stuff. And... You know, had to make changes and all that. That's, those, are, those are mistakes that everybody makes when they take over a new business. And something that's new to them, they're going to make mistakes. That's normal. That's part of life. But eventually, the Moss brothers are going to build a monster. And the baseball team is going to have a lot of pain. Because this town will eventually get behind the, the soccer team. Because the soccer team will be good. They'll be one of the better teams in the MLS. It's just not going to happen right away, but it will happen. It will happen. I promise you that. Uh, Big O Radio Show, you got it. Big O Radio uh, Show, March, can't get here fast enough, and I hope the Finns go after him because he's one of the bad mofos Fangio needs. Also, taking him from Buffalo is much sweeter. You're right. I I would agree with you 100%. Have you looked into Jasmine Coin? Oh, no, I don't. I don't know anything about it um let's see Derek Carr visiting Jets that makes sense makes sense uh, do you think it was a good idea that the MLS switched their games over to Apple I think they had no choice Ray I don't think they were doing very good with the other deals uh, and with Apple it brought them uh, solid revenue for the 32 for the 30 clubs so I, I think it's not a bad move for them. I don't know if five years from now or 10 years from now, if the league grows, if that'll be beneficial for them. But at the moment, it is. At the moment, it is. It's what they needed to do. I don't have a problem with it. I, I, they're, a building, they're, they're a young league, man. They've got to try to lock up as much revenue as they can for themselves. It's not, it's not an easy thing. Uh, let's see what else, uh... Hey, yo. Yes, sir.
4: Uh, Ian Rappaport saying a uh, very interesting one. Derek Carr is high on the Jets list. Makes think, sense. Does he fit in there? See,
1: Aaron doesn't fit there.
4: What you're saying about the New York media and all that, is, is that a... Because I don't know lot a lot about Derek Carr. Media. But he's
1: a good dude. He's not like... He's not going to say stupid shit like Aaron is. Aaron's going to say crap that, you yeah. know and and so he's gonna he's gonna stir stuff up their car is like a really like a a first-class human being okay okay and and so i think i think the new york media yeah they might go after him but it's just for his play it won't be because he said something politically crazy or he said something off the cuff or he ripped his teammates or you know whatever you know what i mean like aaron can say whatever the hell he wants Mm -hmm. and then it's going to stir crap up and then I don't I I'm with Tiki Barber on this. And I've said it before Tiki said it. Aaron doesn't fit in New York. Mm. He'll he'll lose his mind in New York. Where I think Derek Carr, as long as he performs, you know what I mean? I think he'll be all right there. I think he'll be you know, I think it's better for him to go to New Orleans or Carolina, to be quite honest. New York is a really tough market, but he's a better fit there than Aaron Rodgers. Mm.
4: That's not yeah. interesting you said high on the list just because I guess every quarterback out right now is high on the Jets they list. They only right? have
1: a couple of guys. I mean, they can this, only go after Garoppolo or Carr or Rodgers. And really, Rodgers is not the guy you want. You, he probably is better off to go to the Raiders, you know, hide there in Vegas and yeah, hang, out with, West Coast. hang out with your buddy. You're a West Coast guy, all that stuff, and that's it. And then, you know, Carr, I guess, New York is, is fine. That's fine. Personally, I'd rather get Carr than Garoppolo. Okay, I was gonna ask you because he's more durable. Yeah, but
4: but for me, for a Dolphin fan, you want to have Jimmy G, right? Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'd rather the Jets sign Jimmy G. Yes. (laughs)
4: Because Zach Wilson will be in by week three. Right. Maybe four.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. And if you sign Garoppolo, then you've got just you know two chick magnets playing quarterback. (laughs) One. One one milf magnet and one chick magnet. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say. Oh, man. Do you think Fangio will give Byron Jones a clean slate? Uh, Byron Jones is not going to be on this roster, my man. So uh, I'm not sure what you're watching. Byron Jones is cut. He's done. He's history. They'll cut Byron Jones this year. They'll cut X next year. Unless X has this incredible season and talks him into extending him for another year or whatever, something like that, maybe they can extend it for a year that they can get out of it. But I doubt that very much. Uh, Byron Jones is gone. He will not be here. Big old Matthew Kachuk must be wondering, what the hell did I do to get myself here? He had so much high school level as well as playing uh, with a burr up his butt, which is very rare these days. I know. I know. I know. But it was a good win yesterday. I was entertained yesterday. All right, we thank Ira Winderman. We thank Manny Navarro, Scott Pianowski, and Cameron Wolf. We thank Sean Stanley, as always. uh, Jeffrey Tarabolos, of course, the managing partner here at KSDTCPA. Alan Kinkle, uh, all the great people out here to make it nice and easy for us to do it every single month. Who knows, in the next couple months, we could be doing a show up in Broward or in Palm Beach. You, You just never know. But uh, we are out of here. You guys have a great weekend. I'll see you crypto freaks tomorrow at 1 o'clock. We will do the uh, Crypto Bro Show tomorrow at 1 o'clock. A lot of things to talk about on that show. Anyway, see you all tomorrow. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back on Monday for the sports. Same time, same place, same bat channel. Thank you all.